It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A world torn apart by disaster, a new society has emerged. Scarred survivors band together, their shared humanity, the only thing that keeps them pushing on against the hordes. But amongst this chaos, a new hero has risen. In the tumult of survival, an idiot on a Segway rides around with his tackle in the wind and asks people about board games. This is the guild. Starring Ben Maddox as the new Lionel Messi and Mark Basada as the man with the whistle. What fresh hell from the bucket of shite premises have they dredged up this week? Let's all hope it's as entertaining as last week's show, eh? Those Second City folks must be quaking in their boots with all the talent on display here. I heard Stephen Colbert has begged to be on the show but isn't talented enough. Right. Where's that bottle of bleach? You know, I mean, not that there's a lot of food, so everyone on the compound is, you know, fairly thin. But it's nice to see that you're encouraging a bit of sort of keep fit for the people, a bit of healthy competition to keep the morale up. You know, yeah, it has been, although it's it's led to an an issue I've had in uh, putting the team together. Um, because back in the, the olden days, um, I would, you know, I, I play a lot of sports and, uh, you know, you don't, often don't know who you're up against. You're playing new players, people you've never uh, met before. So my, my sort of, uh, sort of quick guide to trying to judge how, uh, imposing or difficult my opponents would be to play is I would look at their, their calves. That was my, my sort of thing. Right. Like looking at the place. So there was a lot of... Was a sign. Was it, was, it a very, was it a very rural area? Lots of, lots of sort of bovine things? Is it a sign right. of strength that you're going to have a lot of, lot of cows? C- carrying a lot of calves around. Right. No, that, that was it. You know, carrying... And, and so it was sort of a dual thing where they would be carrying calves, but then also their calves on their legs. So it was like I looked at their calves and then their calves. Oh, so it's sort of like calves squared sort of thing. That's correct. That's correct. Double double calves is how I would refer right. to it. But uh, calf squared is probably more mathematically appropriate. Um, but right. yeah, you're right. Now with everybody being as emaciated as they uh, as they are, trying to figure out who to put on their the squad has been a little a little more difficult. But I, I sort of found a new way to do it. Um, and so okay. what I do now is I, I base the players I pick purely on thirty seconds of conversation. A thirty-second oh, conversation, and I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly where to place people on the on the on the squad. So, uh, so okay, we've been going now for about forty-five seconds, based yep. upon our brief conversation, and I know I'm not wearing any clothing. Oh, that might that might help no, with the you. appraisal. In fact, 
So, so where am I playing? You are center forward. You're playing right up front. I'll tell you why, okay? You're on the segue. Tell me why. Right? Okay, I'm on the segue. segue. Speed. You've got the pace. All pace. You've got pace there. And I think the nakedness is an advantage. I think you make it, it makes you like less naturally appealing to mark tightly. I think, you know, people are going to stay away. Given the nakedness, given the odor, you know, all that stuff. I think, I think the man marking. I I mean, it'd be nice if you didn't mention it, but, but, but I understand I do stink. Yeah. Right. Well, I've got the coaching thing, so I've tried to, I'm trying to be honest with my with my players. So, um, right. yeah, no, you've got the sort of you're you're the, the up front, maybe the Sadio Mane on our team. Yeah. No, I've got. I mean, so you know, I was I was walking around. You know, I, I know that you talk to the board game folks around here, and that's who I sort of congregate with, and that's who I'm trying to sort of build the team around because I have some familiarity with them. You know. Okay. Um. So, so I've got so I so Dan Hughes. Um. You know, t- start talk, talking to him. He's center back. You know, he's gotta got to be. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a pencil down here. Dan Hughes, grumpy, scary, zombie center back. Boom, easy. Right. Um, uh, I've got I've got his cohort, Delicio, Mike Delicio, hard working, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, head grindstone. So I've got him full back. I've got him going up and down Perfect. the, the Perfect. line. You know. Yep. Um, I've got uh, so Kellen, my uh, my, yeah. my compatriot at For, Gate for Barrage, former colleague. Uh, you know. Former colleague, right? Yes, back. Yes, before the stuff that happened, um, doesn't doesn't get the the whole football thing. Very very a, very a, a what is soccer guy, you know? So right. can't can't grasp the no the no hands thing. So I've got to stick him in in goal. So he's the he's back there uh, catching things. Was he, he doesn't understand? So 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 I mean, I, he never struck me as particularly tall and athletic back in the day. But was he was he something of a one on one whiz? If that's the right uh, nomenclature, not at all. Not at all. I, right, yeah, right. Makes sense. No, not, that's not not the case. You just take what you can get at this point. You know, we're, we are playing. You know, with the undead. Any so, port in a storm, uh, they say. Right. Exactly. That's exactly correct. Yes, you got it. So you know, I've got I've got Matthew Jude right there in the center mid, yeah. creative, plenty of ideas. You know, young and energetic. I've got him creating stuff. Got a sort of Alonzo feel, Shabby Alonzo sort of deal. So yeah, um, yeah, got the whole the whole team set. So, so we've all, so we've got a team. Essentially, you're building a team of board game people. So you're not expecting yeah. a lot of running, athleticism, or skill. Then I assume that's that's correct on all counts. Correct on all counts. Yeah, exactly. So my my idea with doing this, building this team, aside from the fact that I'm just a sports guy in general, is that you know I had that escape to victory thing. You know the Stallone and, right. and Kane movie, and I was thinking maybe we could put a team together and you know play play the leader. And his and his squad, and and somehow work that Oof. into some sort of, Oof. but uh, but but looking at the team, I, I don't think that's um, you know. I mean, you know the the problem is with the leader. Is now I'm going to say this very quietly because you know I don't right. want the mics to pick it up, but he's not a very good loser. So if we right. beat him, we might lose either our testicles or our big toes. He's, that's the right. that's the phase he's in at the moment. The the, the testicles toes phase. Yeah, no, I yeah I, the, I double, the double the double T's he calls it. The double T's, the DT's. Yeah, right. It's like the terrible. It's like the terrible twos, but instead of terrible twos, it's testicle toes. It's sort of am- amputating but, um, people's body parts. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is a, that is the phase he goes through quite often. Uh, I found, uh, but I again, I don't have think we have any. In, in fact, I think we're going to be doing so terribly 
that it, we may curry favor at some in some on some level. You know, we may have to sacrifice yeah. one of the one of the players on the team. Kellen, obviously, there to be sacrificed. Right. But um, I think I think it may work out for us. So you know, I mean, the rule is in life, you know, if you can't overthrow the tyranny, cravenly pander to it, toady to it, and hope to get some scraps from the table. I, I'm all about uh, kowtowing to those who are in charge, so uh, I'm, I'm happy. To pra- pragmatism that. is not a sin. That's right. That's exactly. That's that's my mantra. That's sort of my life mantra. And and so and so, you know, as a, as a football coach, you know, what are the advantages of being a zombie playing the game of football? Well, I think you have to take into account your opponents are generally going to be zombies. So um, yeah, I of think course. You know, I've never been a big pace guy. I've never been a, a real fast player. Um, I'm sort of more of the uh, intellectual, quote-unquote, uh, player. At least that's what I tell myself. So I- I'm happy that pace has been lessened as a requirement to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why I think you on the segue, having you on the segue is going to be such an advantage because... Real advantage, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm real, completely real skillless, so. by the way. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine. I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know, I don't think the offside rule is going to be in effect very much. So you can sort of cherry pick. Um, I don't think right. we have uh, linesmen to worry about. So, uh, um, yeah, I, and, and so that's a, that's a big advantage. Um, Is there a problem with the opposition eating us? Um, you know, that's sort, it, it's sort of the name of the game. You know, you, you're going into this and, and you know, if, if you're going to get bit a little bit or do some biting, I, I encourage, you know, I like the physical play. I've always been a person who likes physical play, the contact mm-hmm. sport mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are going to get bit. But we'll do some biting of our own, so, you know, give and take. Well, Dan certainly will, as he is a zombie. That's right, that's right. That's right. My, my main concern with Dan is, is his, you know, appendages and, and ears and things sort of falling off. Um, and so, you know, any... any I, I guess we could use that as sort of a, a trail to um, distract the, our zombie opponents. Right, if he know. goes to kick the ball and his leg flies off in the other direction, maybe the other team will run after the ball, after his leg rather than the ball. Sure, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, you sort of have to think about uh, things on a, on a different level. It's, it's, a, it's, more, it's a much more strategic game, this zombie football, I think. Zomball. Foot, foot, zomb. Zom. Right. Foot, 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 right. So, All so I don't know if you... I mean, I'm, I like to think of myself as an ideas man. A yes. terrible ideas man. A terrible ideas man is better than a, a no ideas man, is what I've always said. Absolutely. A terrible idea is better than a zero idea. Is the old, That's correct. Is the old thing we used to say back when I was on my grandfather's knee. That and pragmatism is not a sin are my two life mottos, for sure. You, you're actually, you've interestingly got them both on your t-shirt that you're wearing today. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I sort of had to, um, you know, I, I was trying to find some sort of ink to put on to, to write those two phrases and uh you know ink is a, a, a tough commodity to come by and then i was right trying maybe blood I, I instantly went from ink to blood as an option but yeah you know with people being zombies even even blood is hard to come by so um i i had to resort to dry you know urine and then well, well interestingly and, uh, well interestingly there's a um there's a there's a there's a there's an ink type product which is a, which is a a mix between ink and blood yeah, and what's really interesting okay. about it is there's um, is there's 182 different varieties of it. Blood ink, okay. and there's one, 
182 different varieties okay. of it. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, you know, it's all uh, it's all the small yeah. things. Yes. That. that yeah. It's all I, the small I, things. I, you got me there. Got, yeah. Take off your shirt. Anyway, and jacket. I, right. I mean, I, I don't know if <laughs> I think that was the album. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you're your pants and jacket. Yes. So I, uh, I, I'm, I can't think of any more. <laughs> no, I certainly cannot. I certainly cannot. Anyway, so I don't know if you're familiar that uh, I, you know, I go around the Segway bringing joy to people by asking them, you know, things about board games. Yes, and, uh, right. You know, I've been asking them, you know, and as I always say, some of them cry, some of them sort of go, my family are dead. And after the recent lockdown, you know, a lot of sort of walking around with arms that have been eaten off and things because, you know, alive and all that. And so, but right. some people spoke to me. So, so the question I asked this week was, what makes the perfect player? So it's and- not, it's not a sort of particular person, but it's the way they manifest their behavior at the table, what makes them perfect? Right. And we're talking about here game, board game players as opposed to football players. Just to make sure. Uh, yeah, in, in this case, it's. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, frankly, the, the segue, the segue that, um, upon which I'm standing is perfect. <laughs> um, so, for me, it's a couple things. I, I think. I think you know. I, I want somebody to want to play the same games I like. Uh, you know, which is you know, I, my tastes tend to run the gamut from the very light to the very heavy. So I like people who have a who have an interest in trying and playing games that sort of run the gamut in terms of the heaviness or, or the complexity or whatever. Um, and I also like, you know, I think things people in general would like. You know players who play reasonably quickly although that's not a huge sticking point for me it's not it's not the biggest deal but for me the the biggest thing and this sort of ties along with uh with the job i've taken here at the compound uh is i I like i need somebody who is who has like a strong spirit of competitiveness for me the competition is the most important thing is that is the thing that elevates a game from being just like a uh a pastime to to something more so for me it's it's interesting yeah, it's interesting okay. that thing, isn't it? Because you know, a lot of people like to people like to project the fact that they're nice people. Yeah, and right. part of that, I think, in gaming is saying, "Oh, I don't care about winning. I'm just there for the experience." But there's nothing worse than a person who halfway through a game decides they're not going to win and they just stop playing as if they desire to win. Right? It saps the energy from the table. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, it, it's that, it's that idea, uh, the, 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 the sin of, of what you're talking about, but also the pe- person who makes it blatantly obvious, obvious. And I don't know if this is, you know, uh, a way to escape or, or to, um, to not have to deal with the competition of a game, but players who are clear that they don't care about what happens and, they, and when they play, they, you know, verbalize the fact they don't care if they get this or they take this resource you know those those are are two aspects of players or two types of players that I, I really don't enjoy uh, uh, playing with. I think I think competition raises the stakes. It, again, makes it makes it more than just a, a pastime. And you know, there's the Kinesia quote that I think everybody knows and everybody you know mm-hmm. mentions at least once per um, you know x amount of 
conversations, but the, the quote about right. vict- the pursuit of the victory being more important than the victory itself. And I, I agree with that, but I think, I don't know, even putting that phrase into the, into the cosmos, like p- making that something that is understood sort of cheapens the, the, the need for the, the competitive spirit. Of course, it doesn't matter if you win the game or not, but let's not even, I don't even like acknowledging that. You know, I like uh, right the idea that the, the idea that we're going to put the victory aside. For me, even though it's correct, it sort of cheapens things. I think. Well, it's that sort of thing. I, I think what people are worried about. So they're worried about a couple of things. I think firstly is acting like a child when things don't go your way, and if you care right. about something too much, there's a danger of that, right? And I, I would I like that. to say that I'm completely immune to it, but it has happened to me that I've got altogether too het up at the sort of game not going in my favour occasionally. But but also I think sure. it's this idea that people want to imply. Even if I do win, I'm not going to be a twat about it. And there's context, right? I I think if someone is genuinely... It's this thing. If you look at the grand gamut of life, and it's that famous quote, and I think it's a Rigo Saki, but it's been attributed to about 20 different football managers. But it's that thing about football. And they say that, you know... Football is the most important thing of the non-important things, right? Right. And sure. it's and it's it's that. this and it's this idea that, you know, that people think you're going to lord it over them if you win the game. Right. And the point is if you're only the your only nexus of pride in your life is lording it over people after you've won a game. You have issues in your own life that you need to sort out before you come to board games. For everyone else, I think it's perfectly fine to say, I'm playing this to win, I want to win, and also, winning is thrilling, right? Right, absolutely. I, I, would, be, I would be sort of concerned to admit how many times... I've played games where, you know, it's halfway through the game or, or later and my, my, you know, even though I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm calm and thing, but my, my heart is racing. You know, I'm, I'm, my heart's pounding because right. I've got a move in mind or I'm, I'm hoping an opponent doesn't take a move. And it's, you know, again, like you're saying, obviously it's not going to make or break my life or even my day or whatever, but just there's a thrill there that is like delicious. Even when it, even when it fails, even when you fail, even when that move that you were hoping for fails you had that that spike of excitement of which way is this going to go you know and it's 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 this incredible thing when games are really great it's like what you were talking about that it's amazing that if someone were to look at the game and especially the kind of games i play I'm, i'm primarily a euro player if someone were to look at the game and the players around the table from a distance they would go these people look absolutely exhausted and bored. And yet while you're in it, it's that moment where you're like, okay, my entire plan can come together if right. X and Y don't happen. And that sort of, right. that, that suspense as the turn slowly goes around the table and you're thinking, don't you bloody dare, don't you it's, bloody it, dare. And that is absolutely it's, astonishing. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's sort of what makes sports so great. I mean, 
it's right. it's that the drama is playing out and you don't know what the end is. The script has not been written. You know, it, it, it could work out great. It could work out terrible. But but you're watching it unfold or, you know, b- before you either at the tabletop that you're playing or the, on the, ma- the match you're watching. You know, it's 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 the what if it's the, you know, may the best person win. And and, you know, the, the drama of the of the moment really comes out in those, in those moments. And, and, you know, I'm not very bright, so I don't often win games but also if you if you're bringing it back to a sporting analogy sport is only valuable because the possibility of winning and the possibility of losing i would imagine if you're one of those people that is able to sort of just look at a game and through some sort of magical brain fixing go okay i need to do x y and z and nine times out of ten win games that must be dull too right that's that's also Absolutely. not a no, perfect yeah. player, right? For the player themselves, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. It's it's yeah. I agree. It's not, and that again goes to prove that the winning itself, while important, it, it's not it, it's not the thing that brings out the 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 best. It's it's the competition. It's the fight. It's the you know. It, it's it's the getting there. Um, but but you really need to be wanting to get there. You know, it, it, it can't just be a oh if I win or if I lose it doesn't really matter. It has to be a, uh, a, yeah, a goal. Absolutely. And and so would you say that playing a board game now this might sound tremendously pretentious, but hey, why why end a winning formula? Would you say that playing a board game is essentially a team sport? Um, would I say playing a board game is essentially a team sport? No, I think I think that's one aspect of uh, gaming that doesn't gel so much with with. Um, uh, no, I don't mean sports. literally playing a team sport here. I don't mean literally a game in which you play in teams. But I mean the idea that you all come to the table with the acknowledgement that you're going to play by the rules, and not just the rules in the rule book, but the unwritten rules that are there and so vital for the construction of the magic circle. And although you're oh, competing sure, each, uh, with each other within the context of the game, you're actually, the meta is a team sport that you're all agreeing to buy in to the customs of playing. That's interesting. You know, the rules analogy with sports is something <laughs> that, that is apparent and something that I've, I've definitely um, considered and I think is sort of uh, clear on its face but you're making it you, the idea that you're making it into a team sport that we're all playing together even though we're competing in it is, is an aspect that I hadn't really considered that's an interesting uh, analogy I think it's I think it's apt I think that makes a lot of sense because um, if you look I'll, at a football match right if no one agrees if one team says ah we're just going to piss around and run at 30% and not really bother then it breaks down functionally right 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 yeah exactly exactly then the whole thing is sort of a a farce yes exactly so i was having a chat with patrick mccardle at fwats and he said what is a perfect player and his response was engaged in the game friendly wants to win but is aware that the experience of playing together is what is most important basically what we've said and then takes winning and losing with grace Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Can you ever remember a time where you haven't taken winning or losing with grace? I can remember times where I felt myself boiling to a point where that was almost the case. And perhaps in other aspects of my life, when I was younger, um, I can I can remember that because I I did I've always been very very competitive my whole life. Uh, and when I was a kid, I I did have trouble with that. But even then, it's always been a situation where it was sort of inwardly focused. Like when I when I lost, I would take the loss really badly but I, I would sort of berate myself it was I've never really had an issue um, with lashing out at at others and I think that's that's probably the you know I much rather have, play with a person who's milk toast and is going to be bland than a person who is you know the ultra competitive where it sort of poisons it where they're you know being like a very a stickler with the rules to to you know where they won't let a person who make uh, makes an obvious mistake take it back or you know who's head down and won't joke I, I think one of the most important things that competitiveness brings to uh, games at least for me one of the things i love the most is the the trash talking at the table i, I think mm. when you when when you you know, one of my favorite parts of of the competitiveness of games is you know taking shots at somebody, taking good natured shots at somebody, and having and taking good natured shots at myself, and having them take shots at me. Because I think when you are playing a game and you are comfortable enough uh, to to you know allow yourself to say these things that are you know maybe not the most polite you know when you're when you're taking these shots at people it's not the most polite thing it's something you wouldn't probably do in, in normal life but when you're comfortable enough to 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 do that around a table and you're also comfortable enough to make yourself vulnerable enough to to open up to being you know ridiculed in these in these sort of joking ways i think both both people in that in that scenario are sort of more open and more vulnerable and it allows you to and it's the same thing with sports like you're sort of you're able to forge something, this connection that you wouldn't otherwise, because there is a lack of formality. There is a, a willingness to to you know to engage and to and to be vulnerable. And that's so. That's one thing I think you know competition allows. Yeah, I mean, and this is the beauty of having a regular game group as opposed to. Yes. You know, a game group where you there's lots of people and you end up playing with random people every week is that you can develop those permissions because I'm right. I'm someone who's very loud, very outspoken, and I tend to do the banter thing. And right. most of the time I'm fine because most of the time I'm I I can sort of read the context of the room, but sometimes people just don't get it. People people are very sensitive or sometimes I just crack a joke at someone's expense and it's just badly timed or ill-placed and it, it's sure. just not funny and having a regular game group is really enjoyable for those permissions that you take right absolutely yeah you can sort of it's it's just a sort of comfortable safe space where you know you can you know completely let your guard down and and you know be yourself and and joke and you know again really connect with the people around the table because you know them you know that they're 
they're you know going to take your ribbings good naturedly and you're you know that that sort of thing i i think when it comes to one thing that i've sort of tried to cultivate in my own gaming with people who i don't tend to play games with you know at a convention or whatever is to try to instantly pretend in my own mind that they are part of my game group but but right. carefully so so it's like so i would i will be more open to taking self-deprecating shots like i'll make fun of myself For sure. you know more easily more openly but i'll i'll try i'll try not to i'll try to do it with a like a twinge of you know after i've sort of established that i'll make fun of myself then i'll take a little shot at them just to show them like hey i'm you know i'm an idiot i'm, I'm taking shots myself so if i you know if i rib you a little bit that's I'm just, you know, you're, you're, I'm with you. You're, you're, you know, we're part of the same thing. Uh, and I think, I think that is something that people tend to appreciate or like. They like, you know, it, it, again, just to like that human connection. It's, I think it's just a part of human nature, just a clarity of we are doing the same thing. We are, you know, here together. And I, I just, it's, it's just something that, that I, I try to do. And I think it, it works uh, for the most part. And so you're a former former citizen of the irradiated states of America, and that's correct. I am, I am someone who likes to swear. I I've written pieces on why I think swearing is vibrant, why I think it's the core, it's the nuts and bolts, it's the toolbox of language, and. I used to before the before the troubles live in Berlin, and the Germans kind of seemed to me less puritanical and more mature society, and swearing was never an issue. And so part of banter would be swearing. Not calling someone a cunt or something, but, you know, swearing. And I, I, I find that Americans have a problem with that. If you were playing at a convention, at a table with Americans, what's your view on the use of language? Would you curb that for fear that someone would turn to you and say, please don't use foul language in front of me? Right. I don't think that would be my my concern, but it would be something in the same vein. I would worry that that it would, you know, cause someone to blush or to think it, you know, improper or or you know, not uh, not right for the for for a first in like a first meeting or, or a casual sort of like encounter like that. Um, yeah, I, I it would be something that I would I would feel like I needed to 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 curb in a, in a situation like that. So I was having a chat with Danny Perello at Relax, and he said, what makes a good player are the same things that make a good human being. So what I want you to do is I'm going to read this adjective, and I want you to grade yourself out of 10 on these adjectives. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. So, number one, generous. 10. No, um, uh, I would say, I, I mean, I, I'm not afraid to, uh, to toot my own horn, um, anyway. Well, I can, if I could do that, I, I wouldn't leave the I'm, house, I'm, Mark. I'm, that's true. That's true. Believe me, I've tried. Um, I, uh, I, I think I'm pretty generous. I have a pretty large, I, I know some people, um, uh, get upset when they are the ones who provide the games and, uh, seek some sort of recompense or whatever I, I i don't have problems lending out my games or or bringing games or then teaching people 
new game. So I think I'm pretty pretty generous. I'll give myself a big 10. Can I go to 11? Is that possible? Always. You can always go to 11. Okay. Rules are there to be broken. Okay. Between 11 on generosity, and 12. On a generosity, I'm going to give myself a 4. Okay. Kind. Okay. Um, I will say, I'd say 7. I have some bite. I like to have some bite at the table. Um, so I think sometimes I, I make moves uh, or play aggressively in a way that might be considered unkind. Um, but in general, again, I'm happy to uh, you know self-depreciate or uh, deprecate. So um, you know, not the kindest uh, person or player, but uh, but I think kind enough. Yeah, I'll give myself a seven too. Thoughtful. Hmm. Thoughtful as in terms of a, a game player. I'm trying to figure I, I out. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can decide, yeah. you can define it however you wish. Sure. Um, I'll say, I'll say seven as well. Um, I, I, I am, I am trying to win, so sometimes I'm probably uh, a little more focused or a little less thoughtful of people at the table. Perhaps uh, I might be missing some sort of some social cues. I think, although I think for the most part I picked them up, but but perhaps I'm not as thoughtful as as uh, most would like. Yeah, I'm going to give myself an eight for that. Anyone who knows All me right. listening to this is now throwing up into their own hands. Uh, All right, so welcoming. You, so, I'm, so I'm winning now by three points, I think. I've That's right. Points. You're, you're three sure. points better than me. Okay, I've got to make sure to maintain that. Um, what's the next one? I'm sorry. Welcoming. Uh, welcoming. Um, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm pretty welcoming. I don't... Yeah, I, I would say I'm in the, the nine range. I'm... I'll play with anybody. I'm happy to play with anybody. Um, I'm happy to teach games, so I'm going. I'm going nine. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going ten on that. I'm. I'm. Oh. I'm, I'm very. I, I don't. Care. I want everyone to join me because I don't <laughs> have friends. Uh, friendly. Um, this is something that probably. Um, I think. I think if you sat with me before a game or after a game. The number would be higher, but I think maybe during a game, uh, I may again same sort of line of thinking. I may not come off as friendly because I'm not uh, opposed to playing aggressively. So uh, I'll go seven. Hmm. I'm prone to curmudgeonliness, but I think I'm friendly on on the whole, and I'll go with eight. Oh, you're only one point. You're only one point better than me at the moment. <laughs> all right, magnanimous. All right, okay. Magnanimous. Uh, okay, I, I'm. Uh, kidding aside, and I've not been kidding at all, so uh, disregard that. Uh, I, I don't mind. I, I, I will take a loss um, outwardly. I will take a loss or a win. I well, I mean, I will. I will, especially especially bad loss. I will stew on personally, probably for that night. Um, I can remember my my more. I can remember my painful losses a lot easier than I can my my great wins. Um, but uh, I, I will never outwardly act on that because I know it, it'll ruin other people's day. And there's, I mean, there's no, there's nothing I gain from from being a, a poor loser or a, a, a boastful winner. There's nothing for me to um, that uh, uh, you know um, makes my experience better. So I think I'm generally pretty magnanimous. I'm going to go for a nine. Yeah. So so magnanimous to me is a synonym for used to losing. So I absolutely. <laughs> 10 across the board with magnanimity <laughs> because I don't win. And finally, so we're, are, we, are we drawing now? Going into the last yeah. one? 
Can I ask not that planned you at all. First? Can I ask that you answer this one first? <laughs> we, we should, because we're obviously face-to-face with each other in the real world, we should write it down on a piece of right. paper and then reveal it. That's but right. we'll, we'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. You're the guest. Okay. So, sure. focused. All right. How well, focused are you? Good. It's not looking good for me. It's not looking good. I would say... <laughs> I would say I'd give myself, unfortunately, a six for focused. I will. Um, this is if you take I, if you say seven now, I'm walking away. Right, right. Well, here's here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put down six. I'm going to officially put down a six. But okay. to answer your question honestly, I'm, I'm I'm trying to build up the drama here. So um, my I think I think focused is something that I definitely. Uh, am um, uh, again. I'm. I'm really. I really want to win, so I have no problem being uh, focused. Again, not focused to the point where I'm going to uh, skip out on any you know conversation at the table because I love that conversation. I love that banter as you're referring to. Um, so I. So I would say I'm probably a nine or something here. But I'm gonna. Put, I'm gonna put down a six because I want to go into uh, into uh, extra time. Go oh God! I have. That's that. That's the last. That's the last adjective. Um, okay. 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 So we 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 need one more adjective for right. And I I am going to go on to my go on to the uh, I'm going to go on to the compound internet, and I'm going to type out into the compound Google random adjective okay. generator, and let's let's see what the compound search engine does. Okay. Can be a skill with a segue. Number of number of adjectives one. I'm gonna generate a random adjective. False. (laughs) That's what that's what came up. Don't blame me. Blame random (laughs) adjective generator. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm a ten when it comes to being false. So could not be more false. I've been lying the whole time. Yeah. Me, I'm 11 when it comes to being <laughs> false. So I win by a point, Mark. I can't help it. This is random adjective generator, Mark. It's not me. You, you get the silverware. You get the silverware. Thank well you done. very much. Well, anyway, just to, just to wrap up, I was having a chat with... Uh, thank God for editing. I was having a chat with Steve M. at Mansa Family. And his second Answer. point... Not not Manson, thankfully. Uh, oh, his okay. second point, okay. his second point was something that I thought was really interesting. And he said, "Someone who is open to trying out new games." That's not the interesting part, though. You know, don't don't get it wrong, Steve. It's great. Uh, or left of the dial themes, because it's it's. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Whenever I see a Clements Franz artworked box and the theme is agriculture in some in the middle ages in some random german sure. village i get an electric thrill because i know okay. wow. that is going to be exactly what i want but what i like about the new influx of people into the hobby is the new perspectives and the the themes that coming at board games from non established Ways. Are there any particular themes that you've experienced recently that are particularly exciting? 
that are that are from left field? Um, I, I have liked some of the space related uh, games. Some of the more um, scientific space, not space as in like space opera or you know Star Wars or stuff. But um, there's a, a game by I think GMT Space Corps, uh, which is mm. a uh, a sort of a, a, more, a little bit more of a hard sciencey sort of thing, which is something that I, uh, I found appealing. Although, in general, theme for me isn't the biggest draw. I appreciate um, games with novel themes, certainly. Uh, but although I am like you, if I if I see a you know an Agricola clone um, sort of looking game, uh, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm just happy to do that as well because I get, again, like you, I, I know it's going to be something that uh, is probably appealing to me. Um, but but theme has never been uh, the the biggest draw for me. Although I will say that um, uh, what is it called? Uh, steampunk is a theme that for whatever reason, whenever I see th- steampunk in a game, I'm automatically automatically uh, have a distaste for it. I, I don't know what it is about spa- uh, about uh, steampunk, but I, I just can't I can't get with with steampunk. You know, just yeah, attaching I, a gear to your to your glasses is not, for some reason, not doing anything for me. I mean, this is a this is a a sort of violin I've played a lot, but when I saw the theme for holding on, I was just incredibly excited because I've sort right. of been lobbying a lot for board games being art forms, and this was something that was dealing with. You know, real human tragedy in a game form, and it was just super interesting. I think at times the game maybe didn't work a hundred percent, but the the ambition and the scale of it was just so exciting, and I think so indicative in of what games can do. Right? I've I I believe I've heard you say that you don't think that um, games are the medium for storytelling is that something that you have uh no i I think you misinterpreted me i i think games can tell wonderful stories but i am suspicious of games that utilize narrative techniques from other genres so basically just blocks and blocks of poorly written text doesn't tell you a story playing city of the big shoulders and you know plotting out the implications of capitalism and what that will do right. to a society. And when you take those workers and you just fire them through automation and this idea that there's these white pawns that mean nothing and are easily dispensable, right. that's a story. When you okay, have I the grizzled yeah. in front of you and you pull a shell and then you pull another shell and you're like, God, that's a story. Yeah, 25 pages I, okay, of I, badly yeah. written text isn't right. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I have a really hard time with games that are narratively focused just because, yeah, I, I, I can't engage. It doesn't engage me just to read, again, in this block of text right. and move a, move a standee across the table. Yeah. Well, well fundamentally, games are games, and so they should, they should have narrative in a gamely fashion. What they aren't sure. are books, so they shouldn't, right. they shouldn't tell stories in the way that books tell stories, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't and, agree more. And, Absolutely. And the the only one that sort of for me, the only game that kind of kind of 
succeeds with a lot of text is Arkham Horror the LCG. But there is something about whenever you get the new scenario with Arkham Horror the LCG, the way cards are connected, the way you set out the cards at the beginning of the scenario, they use componentry to evoke place. And that is super Hmm. clever and super exciting. Arkham Horror the LCG is... And the writing isn't bad, because usually in board games the writing's atrocious. But here the writing isn't bad either. And although you get sort of front-loaded with it, when you're playing the game, it's not about the text. It's about the interaction of the cards. And it tells the story mechanically, which is what games should do. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll have to play that. I've heard a lot of great things about it, but uh, that appeal um, that you've just set out is uh, especially uh, enticing to me. So, yeah. Well, well, okay then. So, you know, now I've been given the role, the, uh, the Sadio Mane, the, uh, the, the Milan Barros role, if you will, in our team. You what, uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks before the match, what, what training schedule should I embark on? I just want to see you on that segue. I just want to see you naked as can be on the segue. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage a, a no shower um, sort of strategy. So, so- Again, I, so wash I think, less. I, think, I mean, that's going to be very difficult, but I'll but I'll try. Right. I, I would. Yeah. I think. I think if you uh, really want to achieve, if you really want to excel, uh, and you don't think that washing less is quite cutting it, I would just say you know wallow in filth. Um, that's probably a, a way to go. And there's certainly plenty of filth to go around around here. So I would say uh, yeah, just uh, wallow, wallow in filth. That's another. That's another of my uh, my life mantras is. Wallow and filth. Will Mark regret his decision to have Ben as the fulcrum of his attack? Will he realise that he didn't have to encourage Ben to roll around in his own filth at all? He'll do it anytime, anywhere, any place. Will Ben come on in the first game, lollop around for 30 seconds, twang his hamstring, and then spend the rest of the match drinking Magnus and trying to cop off with the corner flag? Find out on the next intestine-twisting installment of... The Guild. <laughs>